already in giving uh, of our resources to young people around the world, but also in supporting this, this great bunch of people who are making that happen. So help us, Lord, to hear your heart in Jesus' name. Good morning, church. Hello? Morning, everyone. I'm just going to move. Thank you so much, Pastor Tony, for um, inviting Compassion to come and celebrate with you this morning. And thank you, church. It's really exciting to be here. Um, I feel like I'm at home, um, and I genuinely mean that. Just being able to worship with like-minded people and the heart of this church is just beautiful. Just seeing everyone, it's like a, it's, a, it's a family. It's an extended family. So I'm so privileged to be here today. And I've come with my husband and my two girls, Anika and Gabrielle. They've gone um, to have fun. <laughs> they, they, they do like, like it when there is um, a kids' church when we go to, um, when I do Compassion Sunday. So when they're happy, that's all that matters. So um, thank you so much, and thank you to all of you. Um, my time here really is to celebrate with you. Pastor Tony has shared with me a, a little bit about what you, you as a church have been doing, and it's amazing. Thank you so much for your genuine heart of compassion. Thank you for all that you've been doing, not just in, for the Compassion Children, but for the whole community that you're part of. Um, I believe um, Pastor Tony said, if you could bring your a picture of your sponsored child, and we're going to pray for them a little bit. So if you have them, fantastic. If you don't, I have a surprise for you. Um, currently, you're sponsoring 12 children. That is amazing. Honestly, that is amazing. Thank you to each and every one of you who are sponsoring a child. You're making a difference in one life, but it extends to the community. It also extends to the nation, and that is just beautiful. Thank you so much. The, the, the transformation that is happening to that, that one life impacts on a whole generation. So thank you so, so much. There are children all across the globe. Can you see... The map properly. It's all across. So if I go to the next slide, you've got two children in Burkina Faso, one in Bolivia, Indonesia, Ecuador, Guatemala, Kenya. I'm going to go back to the previous slide. I think that's Thailand, Kenya, Rwanda, Togo, Ghana. And I think that's, yeah, that's 11 countries that you are sponsoring children. You're making a difference in 11 nations. Actually, count that 12, including UK. (laughs) That is, that is amazing. That is amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. It's fantastic. And yes, you've probably picked up on the little surprise. At the bottom, there are, um, uh, pictures of your children. So if you can spot them, that's great. I'm just going to be mindful of time and um, so thank you so much. Over the past year, this gives you an idea as to what you have been doing. 
you have written to your sponsored children 33 times. Those letters mean so much to those children. They are a source of life. We've heard stories of some children actually putting the letters in a box and they put it underneath their bed or they put it somewhere. And every so often they'll take it out and read those letters. So your words, your prayers and your encouragement fills their soul. So thank you so much. And in return, obviously, they've been writing to you, so you've been exchanging, and they've been telling you a little bit about themselves. You have five girls and five bo- seven boys. And this slide really gives you an insight as to the further impacts that you're making. So all the 12 children have benefited going to the project, the Compassion Project, 6,688 times. That figure may not mean a lot to you, but for the children, that's a community. That's them going to church. That's them going to school. That's them going to play. So if you can imagine, if your own children, or even within the church capacity, all the different activities that you do, they are benefiting through that um, that project as well. And they have the benefit of having nutritious meals, We are able to go to Tesco's, Sainsbury's or Aldi. I prefer Aldi. Um, But, um, and pick up our, our, our groceries. Um, And in our communities, we still have people who need to go to the food bank when they don't have the means to go to the shops. Your compassion children don't have that, um, those resources. So your generosity is supporting them to have nutritious meals. So thank you so much. And they have the benefit of actually having medical checks. We can go to the GPs and have um, our um, dentals checked. They have the opportunity to also have those um, resources to take care of their their basic needs. And also, it's not just the physical needs that they are, um, that you're blessing them with. They have the benefit of hearing the gospel. 14 Bibles have been given to the children, which means they have this to read, to pray, and to actually hear the truth for themselves. Not just through the Bible, but also through the projects. And that's, that's amazing. That is just amazing. So thank you so, so much. Your financial contributions over the past 12 months, it's a staggering £4,163. That is huge. That is a massive, massive contribution. And I can only say thank you. But my words are gracious. God's thank you is a huge blessing over you. Because he's the he's your provider, he's the source of your provision. So thank you for being faithful, and thank you for being generous. Additionally, um, some of the children has also received, other than your monthly support, they've, they've received additional eleven gifts, like birthday birthday gifts or Christmas gifts or however you feel led, and that is that that is above and beyond. So thank you so much. Surprise. I don't know if you can spot any of your children. Can you? Um, I, don't know, I don't know these children as, as much as you do. These are your children. They're part of your family. They're part of your community. 
And I really want to celebrate you for what you're doing, for what you're allowing God to use you to do. And um, say a big thank you on behalf of them, but a big thank you from Compassion. And we are, we, we are amazed at your generosity, genuinely amazed at your generosity. So thank you. If you have your, your pictures, we are going to pray for them at this point. Um, you can take them out or it's absolutely fine. Lord Jesus, we thank you for these beautiful gifts, gifts of life that you've blessed this community with, Lord. Lord, you know them, you created them. We thank you for the opportunity to partner with you, Lord, to make a difference in their life, to change their story, to change their destiny. Thank you, Lord Father God, for each and every one of the 12 children that you have gifted to this church. To those that have been faithful in sponsoring these children, Lord Father God. You have used them to be a source of breath, fresh air, breath of fresh air into the lives. Thank you, Father God, for your, for the prayers. Thank you for the words of encouragement that is being poured out into these children through the letters. But in turn also, thank you, Father God, for the children who are learning your truth about who they are, about the Savior who died for them that they too may come to know your love. And Lord, Father God, in this relationship between the 12 children and the, and the sponsors, I pray your blessing over them. I pray, Lord, Father God, that you continue to be the source of encouragement, the source of provision, Lord, Father God, for the sponsors. But also, Lord, that you would also pour out into these children your spirit, your love, your mercies. Guide them wherever they need to be. Walk with them closely, Lord. And ultimately, Lord Father God, may their hearts be open to your truth, to your love and compassion. That they may walk in that power of Christ. That resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. That they may know that truth and walk in that power, walk in that identity, walk in that inheritance. Father God, we pray your anointing upon these children. And we pray your anointing upon this church and all the sponsors. We thank you. And we give you all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so, so much. Um, I'm excited. And I, we, as a family, have two children. Um, they're in Togo. And Guy and Farida. Um, Guy is 10. <laughs> He's going to be 11 next month. And um, Farida is just turned 6. And when I hear the, the when we, we get the letters um, and to hear what, they, uh, what they're up to and the transformation that is happening, it really fills our hearts with joy. And I believe that you feel that same way. So I'm celebrating with you today to say thank you. And thank you for your faithfulness. And um, I want to encourage you to never get tired of doing good. That's the, 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 the word that I have brought to you today. Never tire of doing good. I, um, a few years ago, I felt God lay on my heart to start my own business as an event planner, a wedding planner. And um, it was exciting at first. And I 
couldn't quite step out into it. I had the gifts. My husband would constantly tell me, you're gifted. I had some people who were backing me. You know, you can do this. But I just did not have that big enough faith to step out and do it. Last year, I, a friend of ours, um, their daughter was getting married, so they asked me to do the decor and design the venues for them. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I can hire you the stuff. I have the items you need. I'm just going to hire it out to you, and then you can do it. Um, and I went away. I said, I'll pray about it. But as, as I was praying, I felt that, okay, the first option was not an option, that I am to serve this, this um, couple. So I decided that I would do it, and then on the condition that I'm only doing it for God. That was it. I said, I'm doing it for God. So... Um, I stepped into it, and I was very privileged to be part of their day. Their story was beautiful, and God has used me to be part of that story. It wasn't until afterwards I was told that they had had everything planned. The only thing that was missing was somebody to design the venues, and they didn't have anyone else in mind other than my name on that sheet. As a family, they had come together and agreed, unbeknown to myself. And Lord, use the Lord... Use them to remind me of what I had in my hands, of what he had given me in my hands. So, I said yes, I will step out. I'm taking baby steps, I haven't arrived yet. But that step of faith has allowed me to see how God moves, that we are all. We can all become an answer to someone, someone else's prayers. We're all on a different journey. We're all at different stages. And sometimes we do have setbacks. Sometimes we're not sure where to turn. And I want to ask you, have you ever wondered how God is going to use you? Just ponder on that for a minute. And the second thought is, whatever it is, does it stop you from taking a step? Does it stop you from saying yes? I don't know how God is going to use me or how he's going to use you, but I know that his plan is good. His plan for you and I are good. His plans for these children are good. And knowing that gives us hope. It gives us comfort to know that we're not on this journey on our own. In October 2015, I had the benefit of um, coordinating a roundtable at the Lord, House of Lords. And this was a meeting for international group who were discussing this, the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The first goal on the sustainable development plan is to eradicate poverty for all people by 2030. 2030 is not a... It is. It's very close. Then when we had that meeting, I did not know that God was going to have me stand here talking to you or be in the hands and feet of the children that we're sponsoring. 
But he has a plan. I'm just going to ask you a question. Do you think it's possible to actually eradicate poverty within 15 years? <laughs> exactly. That is, I love that answer. We can't do it. We can't. There's, a lot of people are trying to do it. This is at the heart of God. This is, 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 God is passionate about the poor. And we are part of this bigger conversation. The UN has a plan. Different organizations has the plan. But if we were to do it, humanly speaking, Jesus says that we can't. In Matthew 19, verse 26, verse 16 to 26, if you have your Bible, please do open them up. I'm just going to summarize the story. This was a man who, there was a man who was asking Jesus um, a question. And he asked that, what good deeds must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, why ask about what good deeds? There's only one who is good. If you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. The man actually said to Jesus, well, I've done all of that. I've kept the commandments. I love my neighbors myself. I don't steal. I don't do all those things. I've done all of those things. So how can I get, how can I go through to eternal life? At the end of it, at the end of that conversation, Jesus said to um, the disciples, humanly speaking, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Jesus asked this man to actually leave his possession and sell his possessions so that uh, it, can, it can feed the poor. He couldn't do that. He decided that that step of faith or that step of decision or whatever that step was that Jesus was, ask, was asking him to do was just too much. And he decided that he didn't want to follow Jesus after all. Jesus wasn't after his money. Jesus wasn't after his possessions. Jesus was after his heart. That heart of compassion. It wasn't about what he held on to. It wasn't about his businesses or his status. And a lot of the time, those things cloud us. But Jesus wasn't asking him, give me your money. He wanted him to give him his heart. And he never thought, of what he could actually receive if he decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> it's fantastic. Maybe we should all join them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Jesus has a heart for those that are lost. He has a heart for those that are broken and poor, those that are marginalized. And he uses each and every person to connect. He brought the disciples to the, he called the disciples, each and every one of them, from what they were doing. They all had a choice to follow Jesus. And some did. And some later on decided not to. But the 12 that did, he sent them out to go and share the gospel to the whole world.
Compassion really is not, it's not just a word. Compassion is something that moves the heart. It moves our heart. Jesus had compassion for humanity. He still does. He still cares. And poverty still the joy. It stills the spirit. It stills the life of people, especially children. I'm going to show you a video later, but Richmond, and one of our, our compassion graduates, he says that poverty is not just the physical needs. It's not food. It's not water. It's not lack of money, actually. But it's in deep in deep into a person's heart. It's in deep into a child's heart. Emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually. Poverty stills, it peels all of that from a person. But for a moment, I love that when, we, when we're doing good, sometimes it can be, it can be tiring. And you want, we want to just relax and, you know, just leave that for a moment. I'm just going to carry on with my business. And I, I have felt that too. Doing good can be tiring. One of my neighbors um, who, over the past couple of years, um, lost her sight. She couldn't do the things that she was doing anymore. She couldn't drive. She couldn't cook. She couldn't move about her house. And... She had um, a charity called Campsite who was supporting her. And over the course of a year, they have taught her how to use a cane, how to move about, and different things. And not a lot of people on the street knew, but previous years, four years earlier, we had started a street barbecue in order to bring the community together so people can feel connected. And this last year's barbecue, we decided that we wanted to do do something else, not just a barbecue to get together, but actually give something back and Linda wanted to give back something to the charity that has been helping her to get her mobility back. So we said we'll fundraise alongside with her barbecue. We ran into so many complications that at the end of, by the time it was coming up, I was tired. I was frustrated and I wanted to just not do it. But when I was praying about it, I was reminded why I was doing that. I was reminded why we started the food, um, not the food, why we started the, um, the barbecues in the first place. It was to connect people. It was to share the Christ's love with people and actually to do something for someone else, for someone else's benefit, for, to meet someone else's need. And um, I said, okay, yes, we're going to carry on and do it. And in my heart, I wanted us to raise about 200 to 500 pounds. Everyone said, oh, we're just only going to raise 20 pounds and that would be fine. It was a rainy day, windy day like yesterday. Miserable. And everybody was like, no, this is not going to work. We shouldn't do it. I said, we are going to, we're going to do it. And that's it. Cut a long story short, we raised over 275 pounds. And Linda was completely blessed to be able to give back to that charity who blessed her. So my message today for you is don't tire of doing good. For just eight to three pence a day, 
you're able to sponsor a child who, whose story will be changed. They not only get to go to school, they get the medical support, as some of you already know. Some who are not academically inclined will be able to have some vocational training so it equips them to have their own life. They are nurtured by the local church. Your letters are a source of encouragement and inspiration to them. And we get the opportunity to have a one-to-one relationship with them and share the love of God with them. I want to show you a video, uh, Richmond. When I was eight years old, my father was taken away from us. And by that, I mean he was murdered. Nothing was the same for me. News began to come to our doorstep. From our landlord, we got word that we couldn't stay in the house that we stayed anymore because we couldn't afford it. My mother had no job. My father was the only breadwinner. We moved from where we stayed to a place called Naguru Kasenki, which is one of Uganda's largest slums. And then I was introduced to our new home, which was a 12 by 12 room. I looked up on the roof. It was a tin roof that had holes in it. I've been to places where when it rains, people are happy. They get excited. But for me growing up, whenever it rained, that was a night that we would stay standing. Get little buckets, place just where the holes in the roof are, and wait until morning. A reality hit me that day. This was life. I remember when my mom said to us, there was no money for food. That ushered us into a place where we were now going to begin to go to the street to fend for food. Hunger began to set in. Lack of water. I was a kid. I... I didn't have time to be a child anymore. As I lived like this on a daily basis, poverty began to speak to me as a child. I felt I was nothing. I didn't matter. Nobody cared to know my name. I think the best way I could describe who I was and what I thought is the word hopeless. My mother, in tears, uh, approached one of her friends just to share with her friend. And her friend shared with her about compassion. Compassion staff members immediately came to our home. Uh, I remember them coming with uh, just uh, files to, to, to get details of who we were, what our story was. I got the news that a young lady, Heather, she was 15 years old, a teenager. She had decided to sponsor me. I cannot find the words to describe the joy that filled our home when we got the news. Richmond, you've got a sponsor, which means you can now go back to school. It means food will be given to us because of you. I began to walk into that reality that ushered in me an opportunity to rekindle this hope that was taken away. 
Heather began to write to me. To hear words like "Richmond, I love you," "Richmond, I'm praying for you," they began to bring healing into places that were destroyed by voices and poverty and my self-image. I remember my day, June the third, 1996. I walked forward to accept the Lord Jesus in my heart. I began to feel, wow, I have been released from poverty. I have been released. God began to continue to grow the leadership within me, and then I felt fully called to pursue pastoral ministry. I began the Pastors Discipleship Network, a ministry that exists to train and equip pastors. And I spend a lot of my life training and equipping pastors in the Word of God. Looking back into my life and thinking where I am right now and what I am doing, I don't think any of this would have been possible without compassion. Compassion works. Everything that was placed within the program has helped build me to who I am right now. Poverty is not just the lack of money, the lack of material, food, and water. Poverty is in. It's deep. I credit a lot of how I feel now about myself to those letters that I received from my sponsor. My name is Richmond Wandera, and I was released from poverty in Jesus' name. Thank you. Richmond's story is just beautiful, but he's he's one in many. I met one of the graduates last year, and she's in her 30s. She's transformed her her family, her sisters, and she's training to become a primary school teacher that she can also start helping other children out of poverty. So the difference that we're together making is huge, and it's impacting not just this community, but it's, it's impacting the world. Thank you for all those, all of you who are sponsoring a child. And today, if you feel that God is laying on your heart to do more, if you feel that God is asking you to use what you've got in your hands to extend a hand to another child out of poverty, please do say yes. I'll be at the back. Come and talk to me. I have eight children who are looking for a sponsor today. Galatians 6, verse 9 says that, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Our harvest does not come from man. It comes from our Heavenly Father. He's the one who sustain us. He's the one who provides for you. Not just for these children, but for your community as well. For the people that you have been called to. Don't get tired of doing good. I heard that, yes, last night the street pastors were out ministering and praying for people. That can be challenging. Because you're dealing with people who are intoxicated with alcohol. But don't get tired of doing. Mums and Tots group that um, will be going on. People come in, they don't know that they come into the space 
of Christ. But when they come, they'll be encountering the Spirit of God in this place, through in you. They'll be encountering your generosity, your compassion, your love. Feeding the children during half term is an extension of God's hand into the community. Don't get tired of doing good. Because humanly speaking, we can't do it on our own. It is only through his grace, through his power, through his spirit, that we can live out our faith. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for the life that you're impacting. And today, if you feel that God is laying on your heart to sponsor a child, please do either raise your hand. I've got some children in front of... I brought Gabriella up because she, my daughter's name is Gabrielle. Um, if you'd like to sponsor Gabriella or um, PJ, I love his smile, and um, Anita, very sassy. If you'd like to sponsor any of these children, do come and see me. Or you can take them one, take one um, from me now. But I have a special message for all of you. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Ozzy. Thank you, thank you. I love your sponsor. I love it. Thank you, sponsor. I love it. Hola, yo soy Adria. I'm Sophia, sponsor. Thank you. Chanu, stari inida. Thank you.